0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be great, Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiancé, Okay. Uh, I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss Age and I will be discussing uh, season 10, episode seven of 90 Day Fiancé. In this episode, Nikki and Igor argue on the way to his parents' house, Nick and Devin selfie stick their engagement photos, Annalie meets Clayton's judgy sister, Rob does his best to apologize to Sophie, Manuel tells Ashley what he really thinks about couples therapy, and Jasmine digs things out of Gino's closet, literally. If you watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup and K, where we're covering the current season of Love After Lockup. All right, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy.
1: Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Ms. H., How are you today?
0: I'm I'm doing okay. We got Thanksgiving coming up this week, so I'm excited for that. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody.
1: Yes, Happy Thanksgiving.
0: So much
1: to be thankful for. Yes, (laughs) Uh, I guess if you're in Kentucky, uh, horses and bourbon.
0: Well, I mean, if I'm watching the show, and you're thankful for people, that you just want to. Strangle or hit, <laughs> hit, hit that stupid look off your face, off their face. We got a bunch of those to be thankful for this week. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> let's start off with Kentucky. Uh, so let's uh, go to Clayton and Annalee. So the next morning, uh, Clayton and Annalie are wearing their matching shirts with their faces on it in bed. Clayton is starting to kiss Annaly, but she is not having it. And she wants to be left alone to sleep as Clayton opens the curtains to get her to wake up. They cuddle in bed for a moment. The lack of intimacy is concerning to Clayton because he would consider them as having a pretty healthy sex life in Peru. Annalie is hung up on the fact that Clayton's mom is on the other side of a very thin wall, which is Mm -hmm. her explanation why she doesn't want to get down. She would rather avoid sex so his mom doesn't hear anything. Clayton is talking... taking Annalie to go horseback riding she playfully refuses to kiss him until he tells her where they're going he finally tells her and claims that they are in the horse capital of the world so he's bound to be better than her but Annalie says this is not her first rodeo and her grandparents had horses and she would ride them they arrive at stepping stone ranch where clayton describes the horses as different than the thoroughbreds you associate with kentucky They both get on their horses, and Clayton thinks that their horses are asleep, possibly, because they're moving real slow. But that's good for Clayton, since he hasn't ridden a horse in 15 years. Clayton's horse then tries to detour and climb some steps. After their lazy loop, they sit down, and Clayton has a conversation with Annalee about the fact that her dad doesn't know about them, which is why Annalee hasn't posted anything on social media. Annalee says that their relationship happened so fast You know, they got engaged in four days and that she got wrapped up in the lies, like telling everyone she's in the U.S. for a job, that she can't post about him now because they're going to be suspicious that she's dating a gringo. Clayton asks when she will tell them the truth and is wondering how many more lies are they going to have to keep up. Annalie's plan is to slowly roll out Clayton like she just met him uh, as the boyfriend and after a more respectable amount of time, tell people that they're engaged and then married so they don't suspect that she moved there for him. She thinks it's logical. Clayton is hurt that her dad doesn't know and annoyed that she would just keep up forever this lie if left up to her. Annalie gets frustrated and just doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Later, Annalie and Clayton take mom to meet up with Clayton's sister, Brandy. Clayton says his sister can be extra protective since she's the only sister in the family. Clayton is trying to continue this Kentucky tour by going bourbon tasting. He hopes it will keep people loose and getting along. Brandy comes in and gives everybody hugs. Annalie's impression, first impression at least, is that she is sweet and pretty, but her guard is up because Clayton says that Brandy can get, he describes it, jealous. Brandy doesn't know anything about Annalie And Clayton says that He didn't want her to have Preconceived notions of Annalie So he never said anything Um, Brandy quickly, quickly picks up That Annalie has no posts about Clayton Brandy asks if Annalie is just there for a visa, and she can see someone faking a relationship for two and a half years for that purpose. Clayton thinks that Brandy has an attitude, and Brandy walks, uh, walks off to cry because she says she's just over it. And Brandy tells us that she doesn't really care how she came off because she just doesn't trust Annalie. Alright, so what do you think of Annalie's plan of this like pretending that she just met Clayton and like trying to drag out this timeline?
0: It's so dumb. So, so dumb. Because she's not gonna go back. Right. right. She can't go back. Right? We know yeah. she can't go back. When she has her she gets the, the they get the K1 visa, they get married. It's a long time before they can go back. Right. right? So His plan – her plan is to be like, oh, dad, I met this guy. Um, We're boyfriend and girlfriend. By the way, I'm going to stay in America for two more years. Yeah. Like unless unless she already told him I'm going to be in America for two years working, I guess, maybe other thing. It's just – I feel like if you're from Peru, right? You know that like I'd imagine for Peru, the actually getting to legally stay in America for a long time is hard. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. And how did you, did you just, you're just going to stay? Like, it, so that, that confuses me like tremendously. It's an awful plan, just an awful, awful plan because there's going to be paperwork, there's going to be documentation that Dad might not necessarily see, but there's going to be tons of evidence that she's been lying to him for years. Well,
1: yeah. And the show, like, come on now.
0: Yes, and there's a television show. Yes, right. also true.
1: That doesn't make any sense to me. Also, like, Clayton's right. Like, she really has to keep up so many more lies. Like, even the fact that she's you know over here for a job. Well, she clearly doesn't have a job. So, what's going to happen when her dad asks her, "How's your job going?" Mm-hmm. I got I got to make up a job with a company. So, if he starts to ask you know, more deep dive questions about it. Right. I need to know yes. what my job title is and what my daily responsibility You're not going to be on
0: that website. You're not going to be able to find anything for the, for the website. Right. i not the paper that says that they do that. But like, yeah, I know the names of the companies where my, you know, where my parents work, where my brother and sister work. I right. know where they work. Right? Like, yeah. So you're making up a whole job. You, right? you have to make up that thing. It's it's just a tremendous amount of lies. And like it really frustrated me the way she was like, you dumb idiot. Can we stop talking about this? This is so annoying. As if like she was the one who was making sense. Yeah. Right.
1: Cause especially because my plan is so it's, logical. It's just logical.
0: There's a plan <laughs> yeah. where my entire life is a lie. That's the logical solution to this. And like, oh my like, He was right too because we had that part where she was like, well, you know, at this point, what are we going to do? And he was like, yeah. That's why I've been asking you to do this for years. Like yeah. This is not a new request that I've had to do this. And like – and put it that way. And when other people find out about this plan and find out about your lies, they don't take you seriously and they don't trust you like right. Brandy. <laughs> like
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't blame Brandy because this is a dumb thing. And I mean it's also hard when Clayton can't even back her up, right? And he he's like, yeah, this is a dumb idea. I don't know why she hasn't told her dad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's also pretty natural. Maybe not natural to tell people to their face, but it's very natural to be like, so wait, what you're telling me is that you have a multi-year, multi-faceted lie that you're telling on, planning on telling your father,
1: mm-hmm. but we
0: should trust you that you're not lying to him. Yeah. Like, what? Like, no, the only thing I know about you right now is that you come up with this grand scheme of lies to get what you want. So why would I not suspect that you have a grand scheme of lies to get what you want if I suspect that, say, a green card?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, this is bad. I, I don't know how you're going to get out of this. What? I
0: don't know. It's it's just a lie that you – Yeah. I mean, and, 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 but I feel like this is something that most people figure out when they're children. Like you have a lie that you stick to for too long and then you can't get out of it and you're just like, oh, and then your life is all stress. Just the amount of stress of having to maintain this lie all the time is just is crazy. Yeah, how how could could that make you
1: feel good? You know, and then also to me, like, it's also a red flag because it's like she's this comfortable lying to her dad about something so significant. Mm -hmm. Like I would be concerned that she would be lying to me about something significant. Too at some point in our relationship. I'm not right. saying it's like necessarily cheating or anything that's like, you know, but it's like she obviously is comfortable lying about something to save herself from getting in trouble.
0: Yeah. At right. And or yeah, save herself from discomfort. So she, yeah. And so, yeah, what's she going to do to me? Like, it, yeah. I mean, the one thing I say I, can't, I don't blame her for is not wanting to get, get down with mom on the other side oh, of the wall God, in the closet. Yes. Like, Totally on board with that. Understood completely. But
1: it is kind of interesting because it is to an extreme where I'm kind of with Clayton a little bit. You kind of wonder a little bit like, are you even into me? Because it doesn't seem like she's that into Clayton. I just don't get no, those vibes no, right because, now.
0: Because because thinking about you know my past and what I expect from people and things like that in relationships, I would be like – Uh, Like we'll start making out a little bit and be like, yeah, but you know we're not going to do it because your mom's in the other room, right? Right. But there would be some like physical – clear physical interest, right? She
1: doesn't even seem to want him to touch her at all.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. It just – it's weird that she just seems so like not into this.
0: Right. Right. So moving on to people – other people who maybe not aren't as communicative as we would think. Let's talk about Devin and Nick. (laughs) So Devin and Nick are back in Seoul for one day before they go back to the staff go to the states and he has this whole special day planned starting with these engagement pictures where they're like they go to like a I guess I guess it's to a rental place and they each rent a hangbook and they go around the city. Um, she seems pretty happy about trying trying it on and putting it on but sometimes with Devin it's hard to tell. I mean this time she actually is like smiling and laughing so we're pretty good. She puts on a pink one and Nick says she looks like a Korean Angel. So then it's Nick turned to get dressed and he comes out. The funny – I thought it was like one of the funniest things we saw on the show th- this time was he comes out like doing this weird like stride thing. And he's like, this is how people used to walk back in the day. Like this is how they did it. So then they take a walk in a park, in an old, which is an old fortress, and they take selfie stick engagement pictures. So on the way back, he has a plan to officially propose to her. So it's going to be tricky for him to kind of get the ring out surprise-wise because there's no pockets in the hungbuck. So – you know, he has that like stuffed in his pants, but he manages to do it pretty well. He gets down on one knee and to her she says, of course. So now they're going to go back to the US, officially engaged and actually ready to get married. So I feel like this was kind of our like breath of fresh air. Like, let's not have any controversy and just have some cute people doing some cute things, I guess. Right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, It was it was cute.
0: I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, it's yep. I don't know. I feel like he could have done a little bit more with like, you know, if you're doing engagement pictures, maybe – Makeup and an actual photographer, but other than that, oh it, gosh, her makeup—it
1: uh, bothers me because her eyeliner, like she has it going down on the ends, and yeah. it just makes her look like she's got like sad eyes.
0: Yeah, I, I, I I'm, a, I'm a little like. Concerned that he's like, are you doing that so you look more Asian? What are you doing with that? Like, how does that kind look? Eye-
1: it makes her look like she has droopy, sad eyes. <laughs> I know, like- I know, I know. <laughs> but it's just like,
0: but but why why are you going down with it? I oh, don't because she's got like she, she she doesn't have big eyes either, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like by usually when you have when you don't have big eyes, I feel like you go back up on the end to try to emphasize that things are yeah. opening and we're going up. Yes, so the down definitely is your right. Gives her the. It almost looks like, yeah, I guess you're right. Sad dog eyes is what yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't
1: get it. Like, it's not a good look. And so just based on that, she needs to get professional
0: help. Well, she also has her whole demeanor is kind of sad dog demeanor, like mm. all the time. Like she she has a droopy dog personality.
1: Yeah, she doesn't exactly have high energy. Right. Yeah. But we'll see. It's
0: We'll see. We'll see when she's back home. That right, I was going to yeah. say,
1: like when she's in a more comfortable environment, I think also, you know, like based on the timeline that we know, it's been like a day, she's probably had jet lag, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, she had this very emotional meeting with parents. And there's
0: trains back and forth, like they always just jump and we're back in Seoul and I don't know how yeah. long it actually took them to get back to Seoul.
1: Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean, they're supposed to be back next week, so that'll be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, uh, let's move on to Igor and Nikki. So Igor wants Nikki to dress more simple for when she meets his family. He's nervous about her meeting his parents. They say they're accepting of Nikki being trans, but he wonders how they will feel actually meeting her. Igor wants her to cover up her cleavage and wear less makeup. Uh, And then in an interview, Igor refers to Nikki's boobs as boots. As boots. Kind (laughs) of emphasizing that his grasp on the English language isn't quite there. So Igor tries to pick out clothes for Nikki, but she is not about this. She, she thinks that she should compromise and she is willing to dress more conservatively as long as it's in her style. So she picks out a pink blazer and pants. Igor tries to get the saleswoman to back him up on picking out a more conservative look. Nikki thinks that she can tone it down, but she's not going to change who she is. Nikki is getting ready to meet Igor's parents while Igor is practicing his English on Duolingo. Nikki asks if he's learned the word horny yet. And Mm. Igor says probably not this version. He tells us that when Nikki would yell at him, he didn't always know what she was saying, which is why he started this app and claims that when Nikki says something nasty, he will know what she means now, which I'm going to nope, guess that's probably not. not. <laughs> how
0: Duolingo works. Nope, it's not going to no. teach you horny. It's not going to teach you all the cuss words she's going to cuss nope. at you. Nope.
1: Right, <laughs> right. So uh, Igor is happy about the dress Nikki picked out, and they both seem to be happy about the sexy conservative look she landed on. Igor continues to compliment her more natural look, including her makeup, saying she blends in more with the Moldovan women. Nikki then takes that as an insult and wonders if she is the right girl for him. Nikki wonders if Igor isn't sexually attracted to her and if he's in the relationship for the wrong reasons. Igor says that it's in her head and her bringing it up actually makes it worse for him. He then tells her she doesn't touch him gently and is too wild and aggressive. Nikki says that he can't handle her and they're not meant to be. Igor tells us that he feels the pressure to have sex all the time and he can't deal with her yelling about it anymore. Nikki tells him that she feels like he'll just say things like he feels she's trying to eat him and it just makes her feel bad. She a- He asks her if she's a hungry American and Nikki says mm. she's passionate and he's cold. Igor asks if she wants... If what she wants is robot sex, which means always ready, he tells her not to push him because he's changing his whole life for her. And it's a big shock. Igor says that she can't just live in the moment and appreciate the things he's done, like telling his family and friends about her. And instead, she focuses on the material things that she's provided for him. Nikki says that, okay, she'll leave then. And Igor makes a joke about having an eject button in the car. Nikki says that he always makes a joke, and Igor says that that's the only way to survive in Moldova. Nikki says that she will be sweet and nice to meet his family, but she really wishes she was back at home. Nikki wonders if Igor is even in love with her. He reaches over and tries to hold her hand while she looks out of the window and cries. All right, so, I mean, this is like... The same argument, right? Over like, and over and over, over, and over, again. over yes. again. We mm-hmm. get it. Nikki is super aggressive about sex and she keeps on demanding it. And he just wishes that she wasn't so aggressive about it. And then she thinks that he's not interested in her. And then he tries to assure her. And I think he's I I think he's having a hard time communicating in a way that she's understanding. But I also mm-hmm. think that she's being like, stubborn. Uh, she's yeah, she's being stubborn. She's not listening to what he's trying to say.
0: No, no, and she she seems most of the time to actually be committed to giving him the least generous interpretation of mm-hmm. what he said. Like at all times, yeah. like he literally was like, "Oh, you look great. You like, you know, you're you're fitting in with my, you're, you're kind of blending in more with Moldovan women for my parents. Yep. I appreciate that." And she's like, "Are you calling me ugly? You don't even think I'm a." Sh-. And it's like, what? That's where you went yeah. with that? You want me to be a different person, don't you? Like that's where you went? like Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it doesn't help with that. And especially I think we got a, more of an insight here as the his English is not as good as, as it seems it is but with the Duolingo right. stuff, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. And so it's like – I don't know. It, it, because I, I, even her stubbornness – and this is what I don't – this is what I truly really don't understand about her – is she doesn't have a con – she doesn't consider context for almost anything, right? He's like, you're going to meet my parents. They're very conservative. Let's wear something. Now, granted, he picked out ugly ass clothes. Oh, right. Yeah. Just absolutely hideous clothes that he kept picking out. Yeah. But like the fact that she just kept saying, but I want to look sexy. I have to be sexy. I have to be sexy. Sexy.
1: Why do you have to be sexy for parents? Why do you want
0: to be sexy for my dad?
1: Or my mom. (laughs) Like Why?
0: Like why is sexy what you have to go when she's like, but I just need something that's fashion forward and like – and you can get – you can. and she's like everything is here is just plain colors and it's like you can get plain colored, very fashionable things that cover up your boobs or boots. You can get things that cover up your boots um, (laughs) that are fine, that are still fashionable and still like, you know, that are still forward, not necessarily conservative and that like it's old and ugly like Igor kept picking out but isn't going to – but but she doesn't like that. She All she could think of is, but when I dress, I need to be sexy.
1: Yeah. I feel like she's really stubborn in that she like – and I don't know if this is like a trans thing. I'm going to assume that it might be. But it might be like she wants to be extra feminine mm-hmm. and she relates sexy with feminine. And so to her, it's like, well, she wants to really show and be flashy – about her femininity, which means being sexy all the time, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, it's like just cover up, you know, like I mean, you I, can still be attractive and yes. feminine without being like oozing. Well, sex. Well, that's something
0: that might that might be the interpretation for her, but it's like I think it's hard to group that as, as like a trans thing. I've known I've mm-hmm. known trans people who definitely don't do that. Like <laughs> they're very much mm-hmm. into you know, like just kind of dressing. Normal. They wear pants and hoodies and sweatshirts and whatever, like trans women that are just like, yeah, just sure. like every other woman. There's there's women that want to dress sexy all the time. There's cis women who are just like, whatever, I'll wear pajama pants and sweatshirts. Right. It's fine. Like, and th- there's trans women that do both of those things. Right. And so, right. but there's something about her that just needs to be over the top. I would say like flamboyant more than anything else. And she's just like, that's right. what, fa- and that's what bothers me. And when she's like, but that's what fashion is. And it's like, that's not what fashion is. Right. Like, and don't blame, don't blame fashion on that. That's, that's your particular picadillo.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think all trans women feel that way, but I feel that because she is trans, she associates, you know, sexiness with femininity. And she wants to, you know, portray that image Especially, you
0: right. know, and I, I mean, I mean, she certainly does. She certainly does. She has a but she has a very, very narrow picture in her head of what feminine is. Yeah. Right. For whatever reason, it's, it's a very, very narrow window. And he is and he was just trying to expand it into things that are traditionally feminine. Like he's talking about dresses. Right. Well,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I kind of agree with her a little bit. I don't know if this is his kind of woman.
0: Oh, I don't think it is. I, yeah, she I mean,
1: has a very over-the-top look
0: mm-hmm. by
1: any feminine standards, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's it's definitely on the high end of high maintenance. The amount <laughs> of makeup, the amount of procedures, like it mm-hmm. is a lot,
0: and the amount of time it takes her to, takes her yeah. to get ready. Yeah.
1: And I don't know if he's really that into that. I I don't know, but it doesn't seem like he really cares about that.
0: No, and we do have that 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 is at the end of the day. I mean, I see where she's coming from. We heard him say it last time about the his problems with the with with sexually attract with sexual attraction. It's just like other than that, it does seem like he has spent most of the time. Maybe it's different in the states if we ever see them in the states. Mm-hmm. But he spent most of the time being like. Trying to tell, trying to tell her, I want you to, I want you to dress another way. Yeah. Right. And, and she specifically wraps up a lot of who she is and how she expresses herself with clothes.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Quite honestly, I do not see them making it to America at no, least on this season. I don't think so. Either. I mean, you know, we're not even close to the end of their trip in Moldova, and they're supposed to come back to the U.S. and have their ninety days. I don't see that happening. How much this time do we spend
0: with them just in the car? I know, and it's like right? Arguing like this is a whole episode of them in a the car.
1: Like, yeah,
0: it's, I don't see this progressing very quickly.
1: No, I don't either. So I I don't know if they're ever going to make it
0: out of Moldova. Agreed. Agreed. Well, here's people who probably also shouldn't make it, but let's talk Mm. Sophie and Rob. God. Sophie's still in her Airbnb and she's looking at the text with – but she got from Rob, which just says like, I miss you. Of course, it's you with a U. So she God. hasn't talked to him since she left his apartment and she recognizes that they are going to need to talk at least just so she can figure out what she's going to do. Is she going to go back to England, all this like stuff. So she has mixed feelings, but isn't really clear about – she says I have mixed feelings, but I don't know what's mixed about it. So she says she wants to do the conversation face-to-face because uh, she – and also not in his gross apartment like, so he can come to her. But she really wants to be able to see his face to be able to kind of gauge if he's being genuine. So he does show up in his car with a single rose and also a do-rag on. Like, it's, like, I don't know. It just <laughs> seems... Um, And and tells us that, you know, he doesn't... Know, he knows he's got to say something and he just hopes that it better be the right thing. So when he comes in, they, they both are awkwardly bubbling like haze and he sits down on the couch a little too close for her at first and then, like, gets away. And then... He talks – he starts by just lounging back into the couch, like leaning all the way back to the couch and then says, you know, I just want you to know that this is just some online bullshit. It was like – it was just like junk mail. But that's not good enough for Sophie whose biggest issue isn't even that specifically what he was doing but the fact that he knew it bothered her and she asked him never to do it again and he kept doing it. And if she can't – if he can't respect her that much, then why – what was the point of giving everything up to move here for you? So Rob says that, well, you know, this, this just feels unfair because, you know, the person I've been since you've been here has been 100 percent committed. I'll note at this point he's – that's been like two days. Yeah, right. Know, right? Um right. 100 percent committed, 100 percent loyal. So he says it was just hard to be with somebody from another country. And, you know, it's not like he was trying to like sleep with somebody else or hook up with somebody else. So, I mean, it could have been worse. So <laughs> – Sophie says, well, yeah, I never accused you of actually cheating with on, on me, but I'm telling you that you hurt me. And Rob is like, but what I said I'm sorry already and doesn't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do to make you feel better. So just, just give me a chance. Just give me a chance and I'll make it up to you. So softly she says, OK. But she feels like that's the only option because – and she says it to him, to, to us, to him and to us that she only said OK because she feels like she doesn't have another choice because mm-hmm. she's stuck here. And she asks, like, him, how can I get the trust back? And he's just like, I'll spend the rest of my life trying to show you. It's like, God. so I'll trust you when you're dead. Like, I, like <laughs> So she says she doesn't want to spend all, all the time checking his phone and stuff because people deserve their privacy. But eh, he's messed that up already. So she says the last time – uh, he did this. It took her about a year to mostly get over it, and now she only has less than ninety days to figure out whether to actually marry this guy. So she's wishes she would have known all this before she was before she left England because she wouldn't have left. She would have stayed. So Rob says that you know it's really slow and he, he's trying hard and it's slow working making this transitioning from being a single person to being in the relationship. And sure, he slipped up a couple times, but then he finally gets out around to saying, "Oh, I was wrong." And, you know, I brought you this rose as a first step, which he is thankful. He, he tells us he's thankful for Sophie that she's not crucifying him for this. But then he scoots a little closer to her on the couch and she's just like, I dislike you. And yeah. He's like, well, that's better than hate. We're making progress. Oh, All right. So um, just emotional thoughts on Rob in this, in this episode because I definitely had feelings.
1: I do not like this guy. Um, I think he's just making excuses. This guy for sure is going to do it again because and this is what is like frustrating to me about Sophie, why she's going to give him another chance, because Mm -hmm. this isn't just the first time that this has happened. This is now strike two, you know, and the fact that she's just like, okay, I'll give you another chance. It's like he's going to do this again. He already can't keep it in his pants like you mm-hmm. know, the second time around, he knew that this would jeopardize the relationship. And I just feel like, you know, guys like Rob, who get away with this stuff, they just assume that they'll get, away, get away, with with it it right. away with it again. I've gotten away with
0: it first two times. That's twice. It's twice yeah. now I've gotten away with twice it.
1: Twice that I've gotten away with it. And, you know, there were no real, real percussions. Like, yeah, it's annoying to have this argument or whatever and this. Like uncertainty, but you know, he can't keep it in his pants. It's going to happen again. He's just going to assume that she's going to forgive him. And you know, mm-hmm. <sighs> it's so. And then I just given the stop story,
0: like I just, I, I can't look at everything he's, everything he talks, he says. And was like, you are so full of shit. Like, and yeah. why is, no- and he's just one of those people that's nothing is ever his fault. Which, right. if you, if you, you know, pull people on, you know, go online and be like, what's the most frustrating person to type a deal with? And it's always the number one answer is always somebody who it's never their fault. Right. right. And he gave excuse after excuse after excuse, not for what he did, for why it wasn't his fault.
1: hmm
0: Right? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It really wasn't anything. It wasn't anything a big I did. It wasn't even my fault. Like how uh, – uh, it's hard to date somebody from another country. He says to the same person that he was dating who was also dating somebody from another country, they were dating him. Right. Like they know exactly how hard it is. Like, Yeah. Uh, so just yeah. super frustrating. Like – and even when he came in like as your – this is your big apology tour, Right. You right. come in with a single rose, like, which is okay. Maybe if it's, I don't know, it seems kind of lame to come up with a single right. rose. Didn't, like, clean yourself up, like, at all. Like, coming in, like, in whatever clothes. Sits on the couch and immediately, like, kind of melts into the couch and, like, flops his head back and is like, uh like.
1: Well, he doesn't know what to do with the couch. He's never had one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you know, it, it just he just took took a, a physical position that made him look disinterested in this whole conversation, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And so it doesn't seem. I don't from the conversation. I heard a bunch of words of somebody who thinks this is what you're supposed to say to make up for it, but. Does not have the backing behind it to make up for it well, at all.
1: Yeah. Everything he said was like empty. Like, mm-hmm. don't think of our past. Like, anytime you think about our past, think of the potential of our future. What the fuck did you just say? Like, oh, she's supposed to trust you based on that comment? Like, yeah. that, first of all, that comment makes no sense.
0: No. Oh, I mean, it does make sense in, in his head because it means yeah. don't hold me responsible for what I did. Right. Think about what we might become. And then – yeah. Imagine the picture. Imagine the perfect future me. That's yeah. me. Think about that. Don't think about the guy who 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 did who, shitty yeah. things to you like in yeah. real life. <laughs> think about the pretend person that I might one day become. Right. And then you'll be happier with me. Yeah. Oh so my just gosh. do that. Just
1: stupid. Oh my gosh, this guy. All right. Uh let's move on to oh gosh, a little bit more stupidity it seems like. Uh and that's Gino and Jasmine. Oh my gosh. So Gino is insisting that he's never cheated on Jasmine after the lip gloss incident, but Jasmine is crying and wants to go home. Gino wants to be able to explain himself, even though he has no idea how the lip gloss got under the seat. Jasmine says that she wants to pick up her dog from his house and go back to Panama. And Gino agrees, but then insists that he's never cheated on her as they yell back and forth. Jasmine says that it's suspicious that he's reacting like this. Jasmine says that she doesn't feel love after Gino tries to convince her that he does love her. He hugs her and she continues to cry. Gino says that she has to believe him as she cries about him abandoning her. Jasmine tells us how her dad abandoned her when she was three. And Jasmine is kind of messed up because she always wondered how any man could love her if her own father told her she was a mistake and doesn't love her gino continues to tell her that he never cheated jasmine asks how she can trust him when it's so hard gino says that he was always home whenever she called to check up on him so that's a reason to trust him so later jasmine is working out in the living room jasmine says that the last few days have been difficult because she's feeling betrayed and insecure about how much gino loves her she thought things would be better once there was some uh, there wasn't distance but she's not feeling it and it's just getting worse She's questioning whether living with Gino is the right decision. Later, Jasmine is cleaning up the house while Gino is away. She says cleaning is her therapy, but in the process of cleaning, she finds evidence of his ex-wife everywhere, including a napkin that had uh, the date of his birthday and their initials written on it. Jasmine questions why he is saving a napkin along with a card that is talking about... Uh, how Gino turns her on in every possible way, which Jasmine scoffs at because she can't say the same and wonders who this other Gino is who has uh, books about Kama Sutra and Lube just laying around. For some reason, he also has a notebook with one Spanish word on it, peras, which translates to bitches. (laughs) Jasmine is upset and also wonders what about bringing her kids into the situation. She then visits his ex's social media and sees that his ex has a dog that looks exactly like Coco. Jasmine then spirals into feeling like a replacement and she doesn't feel special or unique. Gino comes back from running errands to show Jasmine the stuff he bought for Coco, including a hat and a wooden staircase for the bed. Gino says that things have been tense and he's worried about her jealousy. Jasmine tells Gino to sit down as she shows him all the stuff she found in the house. He says it's old and Jasmine asks why he hasn't thrown it out. Gino says he forgot and it was probably hidden somewhere, but Jasmine says she just found it by opening a drawer. Gino denies that she found it there. He explains that the Portuguese lessons she found was because he was going to live in Brazil for six months for work, and the napkin was from his 40th birthday. Gino doesn't see the problem and claims to have had a life before her. He says it's not important to him, and Jasmine rips up the napkin and throws the pieces at his head. Gino thinks that Jasmine is being too harsh and stepping over the line later jasmine meets up with michelle dana gino's cousin's wife to get a manny and petty's done she doesn't care how much this is going to cost because she sees it as gino owing her jasmine says that she's the only family member who she feels comfortable with jasmine says that she's tired from cleaning gino's house and michelle is not surprised jasmine then tells michelle about the love letters and other things that she found from gino's ex-wife but Michelle thinks it's normal, and she says that Dana, her husband, has stuff from his past. She reassures that Jasmine, uh, she reassures Jasmine that Gino does love her. Michelle thinks Jasmine needs to accept and believe that she has love. Michelle thinks that Gino also needs to make Jasmine feel safe. Michelle suggests that maybe they have a girls' night out, like a bachelorette party, since Gino had a bachelor party, and Jasmine's like, "Hold up, oh, yeah. what?" she's surprised because she thought he was going to wait until she was there so jasmine could plan his bachelor party michelle tells jasmine that she doesn't know what gino said but they definitely had a party the day before she got there and there was a stripper and she's pretty sure that gino was touched jasmine was starting to feel guilty about getting mad at gino for all the stuff in the house but now She doesn't feel guilt about it anymore because now she's mad about the bachelor party. She says that she's holding it together in front of Michelle, but she cannot wait to get back and confront Gino about this rogue bachelor party he had. Mm -hmm. All right. Why do you think that Gino is a flipping idiot? He knows how jealous this person is. Why is he leaving? Like, if that were me, I would be scouring my house. For any incriminating things that could get me in trouble. And I would not be – okay, I would either do one of two things. Not have had a bachelor party or if I had the bachelor party, I would have come clean about it.
0: Okay. So those are like two separate issues. One, the house thing, not surprised by it all. My man didn't even take the shit out of his toilet before she got there. It's not surprising he didn't go through the drawers that he probably has been stuffing shit in for 30 years. Just like putting it in there. I – I do buy that Gino had no idea what the fuck was in his house. Like, like, I I buy that completely. Like, that all that stuff got stuffed in a drawer 10 years ago. He hasn't thought about it since. He might not have opened that drawer since. Like, Mm -hmm. that is believable to me, knowing Gino, right? Now, the bachelor party thing, that's just fucking dumb. That's just so dumb. Like, you know who you're dealing with, A. But the thing is, is I think that's also a little bit how – Gino tries to portray himself on the show as somebody who wouldn't even. Why would like like more like the, like me? I am not interested in strippers in the least. That doesn't doesn't appeal to me at all. I don't care. It yeah yeah not good. But he tries to portray himself as someone like that, despite the fact that he's he totally is a stripper guy <laughs> and he totally <laughs> is a because we know he was he spent how many years being a sugar daddy to random people online. Yeah. Right, and so. I definitely believe that he would do this bachelor party thing now, and that's just dumb. Knowing who your partner is, right? But um, I, I don't know. It's like thing that got me though is how do you feel about Michelle? Is Michelle on the on the uh, on the up and up, or is she like being a manipulator and like lighting this fuse for the bomb goes off to get Jasmine out of here?
1: I don't know. I don't think that she's intentionally trying to manipulate, but I did. Find it to be kind of odd advice. Like everybody has a past. Dana has random love letters from his exes, and it's like that's weird. I don't think that that's as normal as Michelle thinks it is.
0: Uh, well, first, uh, first of all, I can't remember ever getting any love letters from an ex. That's okay.
1: Well, let's get modern times. Uh, love emails, love texts.
0: Well, I don't delete any emails at all. But okay, um, and my texts all got deleted when I got when my I. Jumped in the pool with my phone in my pocket. Okay. So I don't have any of those because. <laughs> <they're gone. laughs> like, um, but the, um, yeah, like other things, I mean, it, and it's different. I But I think Jasmine would be to the point where she would want him to get rid of like furniture and like pictures. Uh, that's the thing. I have a lot of things that are on my walls that were like gifts from my ex. And my uh-huh. partner knows that and she's okay with that. But, but it's also not her. You know right, what I'm saying? It's right. it's very different to be like, oh, that's a picture of a thing, a, a nice decoration, a piece of art. I'm like, oh, where'd you mm-hmm. get that? It's like, oh, my ex wife bought it for me. When we were married. Like, that's like that to me is fine. If I had pictures of her in the house, yeah. that'd be different. Yeah, like, and I don't know how I feel. How do you feel about the Portuguese versus Spanish? Like. The fact that he clearly made an attempt to learn Portuguese for whatever reason. <laughs> and
1: made a half-assed attempt to learn bitches in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I have a theory about that too. <laughs> and that's because I feel like – I feel like that was just some crazy Spanish lady was like screaming at him over whatever. Maybe Jasmine. <laughs> and he just caught one word that they kept saying over and over and over again. And he was like, I got to find out what that word means. So he went to And then Google Translate was like bitches. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean – I would want to know how legit his work trip to Brazil was going to be, right? Because this is the first we've ever heard of that. If that was like a legit thing um, where he was supposed to live there for six months. I thought that's
0: where he met his first wife was when he was in Brazil working.
1: Oh, I knew that his ex-wife was Brazilian, but I had no idea that it was him living down there. So if that's the case, then yeah, he probably needed that. So that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. But I feel like. It's something that hasn't really come up before with the the language stuff because it's Mm -hmm. kind of bullshit if you're intending on marrying this Panamanian lady and bringing her kids up. And, you don't, yeah. and you're not, spe- and you made no attempt to learn the language
1: <laughs> except for Paris. <laughs>
0: except for yeah, the the cuss word she kept screaming at you that one time. Right, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gino just in general confuses me. Um, I kind of agree with Jasmine. Like his reaction makes him seem really guilty because we've seen him overreact like this before. We talked about it last week, like when he had his, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sexting, uh, with his ex. And he got exactly the same reaction and it was because he was guilty as hell.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely – it definitely looks guilty because she's like, what is this? And he just makes this face. where He yeah. like mm. – he just like makes a grumpy face, turns the side of his like mouth down yeah. and he's just like staring straight ahead like, mm. which makes him look like, oh, you don't want to talk about this, do you? You know right. exactly where, where this is going. You don't want to talk about it. So yeah. it definitely does. It does seem like that.
1: Gino just gives me like gross vibes and it's just like – Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the – the, 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 yeah. The, the, it's just – you know she's going to find out about this bachelor party eventually. Why would you have it a why about it be?
1: Yeah, especially because it's pretty clear production was there because we have footage right. of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just – I mean at the end of the day, just – I feel like Gino is just like – if production tells him to keep something secret, he keeps something secret. Like –
1: Oh, my gosh. He's an idiot.
0: All right. Well, speaking of people who make dumb faces that I want to hit all the time. Oh, gosh.
1: Let's talk about Ashley and Manuel. He's so (sighs) bad.
0: Oh, my God. He's so bad. I
1: hate this guy so much.
0: All right. So we start. We're still in couples therapy with Ashley and Manuel. So she doesn't understand why he keeps his family life so private and secret from her. So she says, you know, he's guarded about his family dynamics. Like, for example, she's never met his children, even like but she, was, she was down in Ecuador. She never met his children, never met on FaceTime, nothing like that. So um, he, that for his part, says he doesn't know why he's so guarded. He's actually not even sure what he's, she's talking about. But as for children, there's plenty of time to do that. There's no need to do it now. We, we have the rest of our lives to introduce you to my children. It's, eh, we get, we're fine. So Ashley thinks that, um, that means that to his children, she's going to come off as some crazy woman who just stole their dad away from him. Like, by the way, here's dad's wife. Like, and um, he, but he is worried that he tells us at least that he's worried that when, when he meets that she's going to, she's volatile and she's going to snap and yell at them. And because she's like a matchstick with her temper, she's, you know, you rub, scratch your head and it lights on fire. So he hopes to introduce her, introduce the kids to her once she calms down. So, the therapist suggests that maybe she probably should meet the kids um, because it's not – it's coming out of a place of like interest and love and not out of controlling him. So, Ashley then – and this is weird because she says again that she's like, I just feel separated from his family dynamics. And I literally was like, didn't she just say that? Like, Mm -hmm. am I going to rewind? No, she said it twice. Um, Like, he doesn't – like, when she tries to understand like what's going on with your family, like – like, I, I i even got the impression it was like things like who are your kids staying with who's their mom right like, do you have a sister and he's just like oh don't worry about it it's fine no 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 we're mm. not. don't that's you don't have to worry about it. that's my business um so he says so he doesn't want to share any big things with her because when he shares every time he's opened up a little bit and shares little things she blows up at him and to do um and to to kind of demonstrate that like uh she brings up a little thing that he told her about that she's really mad about like that he promised he'd send $250 to his family, which she feels like is like, you don't have a job or money. So really you're spending $250 my, my dollars, to your family and didn't tell me about it. So the therapist tells us that they both have their faults. Ashley is very reactionary, um, which doesn't really sit well, she says, with many Latin men. So she asked Manuel what he plans on doing to address uh, all the issues that are here. And he's just like, all in due time. Oh God. My personal life is private. We'll figure uh, when I'm ready. So Ashley doesn't feel like she's uh, getting where these bad reactions are coming from and they both kind of agree to work on changes. Although Manuel jokes about Ashley needing to change more. So at the end though, uh, she is like saying, I just feel like I, he's in the front seat of my car, but I'm not in the front seat of his metaphorical car. So after a session, they're in a restaurant having a meal. It's um, it's quiet. Like neither of them are talking. So she's like, well, what are you thinking? And he's like, well, I'm thinking that therapist clown. Like,
1: he's oh, like, if it gosh. helped you, whatever,
0: that's fine. But I didn't need any help with anything. You know, this therapy is a gringo thing. You can deal with that. I'm not – I'm never going back. Um, so, you know, us, uh, people like me, uh, you know, uh, Equatorians, we just figure things out in our own minds. Not like you stupid American children who uh, need somebody to figure it out for you. So, actually tries to explain that they need the therapist to work on things like trust because – he at, and he's like, well, why do we need to work on that? Don't you tr- – do you trust me? And she's like, no, that's the problem. And he's like, well, I don't think it's a problem. If you want to trust me, you should just give me the trust. What's the problem? And then says, what's the problem? And then is like – when she like is just dumbfounded by how dumb that sounds. <laughs> he's like, what's that? I can't hear you. Hm, you must not have an argument. Like literally says, what's that? I can't hear you and puts his hand up to his ear.
1: Oh my gosh. So
0: as she's. Actually, surprisingly to me, stays calm and, and to say she's not appreciating his attitude. He says that therapy is not part of his culture and that, you know, if it's a good – they can just solve the relationship by talking to each other, which is apparently what he thinks he's doing right now. So she's like, well, OK. How are we going to deal with it if we have a big argument? Um, and then he's like uh, – interrupts her and is like, oh, I have this again, again and again and again. So she says in English that he's being a grumpy kitty. And then ask him in Spanish if he needs a nap. So he says that she's just stressing him out. And she tells him that she's speaking to him. He is speaking to her with no respect. And that, you know, he's just trying to force things to be his way. So now he tells us that he's having uh, more moments where she's having more moments where she's wondering if this is the right move. But like literally admits that there's too many costs I've sunk into this to stop now. So they go home and, you know, she's like walking in the car and he's like, I'll just walk home. I'm not getting in a car with you, blah, 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 blah. And they kind of stop it there. Um, this guy, is there anything you've seen where you don't just want to slap that stupid smirk off his face? No, he's I don't such- know
1: why she's with him. She's someone who is a bit hot tempered as well. And it's like, I don't understand how we're getting mad at what he says and does. And she's not having, I think, an appropriate enough reaction <laughs> to it.
0: I mean, I think I know I think I do know why, because I think at the end of the day, I think and we do this with students. Do you recognize when you do that? Like you're trying to get me to blow up in this restaurant. Yeah. That's what you're trying to do so that I look like the crazy bitch and you can just walk away being like, see? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to that. And he
1: definitely does that. Like he's mm-hmm. you know, we, – we've already seen with the clown therapist that he does mm-hmm. it on purpose. He likes to see a rise out of her and it makes like him happy to see her mad like that.
0: Right. Uh, it, it absolutely would be, especially in public like this. Mm-hmm. She looks like a nut. She would look like a nut being the one who screams and yells and he'd just be sitting back there being like mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what I don't mm-hmm. understand
1: is why she just leave his ass. Like, I don't know
0: why she's with him at all. Yeah. yeah. That's like, the part this where I'm dude like, we're done. He clearly does not like you. Yeah. He does not like you.
1: Or at least doesn't respect her. Mm-hmm. He has a lack of respect, a lack of empathy. Like this guy does not give a shit. I don't even really understand what he's trying to do. I mean it the only thing I can think of is what she's suspicious of in the first place, is that he's using her to be with his family.
0: I don't even believe that because I feel like he'd be trying harder. Yeah. Like at least pretend you like her. At least pretend you want to be here. Like Yeah. I legit, if she was like, well, do you want to just go back to Ecuador? Because this seems pretty dumb. He'd be like, all right, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Like that would be his reaction. He does not yeah, care so about anything. Like, and it's like, why am I with you if you don't care? Why are we together? And his reaction was like, I don't know why we're together either. Then break up. Like it doesn't make any sense why they're together at all.
1: I'm I- – At a loss for words because I agree with you. I hate this guy so much. Like Mm -hmm. he's got the most punchable face. He's got the worst attitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I just it's it's yeah, it just kills everything. He's not funny. No, he's not. He has no redeeming qualities. No redeeming qualities at all. He doesn't seem like he's not interesting. He's not funny. He's just a dick all the time. Like what? I mean, I guess he's I guess he has a good dick. Like that's all we can say for him because that seems like the only thing she likes about the relationship.
1: Yeah, he's not charismatic.
0: No, he's not or back at all. Interesting. Yeah. Right.
1: So I mean as a cast member on the show, not likable at all. No,
0: it's super boring. Like yeah. I mean he's frustrating in that, you know, he he gets he gets me riled up and 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 you know, angry at him for being such, for saying just most outlandish things, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have a personality with it. Like like we had like, you know, going back to Amphisa. Amphisa was funny.
1: Yeah, she was.
0: Like as you know, nasty as she could be, being on the house of villains and stuff, and she, she, but she was funny. She said funny things. This guy does not say funny things, no. he just says infuriating things.
1: Yeah, for sure. <sighs> All right. Uh, so, uh, out of the group we saw this week, who would you say is your student of the week? Uh,
0: I will, I guess, I'll say Clayton. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he dealt with the Annalie stuff appropriately. Um, and I like, I appreciated how. When it came to his family, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to pretend like I'm, this is my family. I'm dealing with my family as I will. I'm not going to sit here and be like, make pretend like it makes sense to me while you're doing this. We're in, and I'm going to talk to you about it. And he talked to her about it. He, as much as she said it wasn't, was the logical one with everything. And so, yeah, I guess I go with that because it was – lots of lots of jerks this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I actually went with Jasmine um simply because and I know we've been saying this more about her like if we had had this exact same conversation like the first time we saw her she would have blown up, yelled at him, you know, and I feel like her uh reactions to all these things that she's like, you know, perceiving to be as like nefarious is like mm-hmm. Being the right amount of upset um, and she's communicating. But I think the thing that really kind of made her like, oh, okay, well, this is good is the fact that getting another perspective made her question her own perspective to the point where she was ready to admit that she was wrong.
0: Yeah. Until like that person that gave her more information. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Until you had other things to be mad about later. But, you know, at least she was like, okay. I, you know, someone saying this, maybe I, you know, overreacted, and she was willing to admit that. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why I gave Jasmine student of the week. Uh, what about your dunce?
0: So I, I, I feel like I've been saying Manuel a lot, and I can mm-hmm. almost always go with Manuel, but yeah. I'll go with Rob this time. Mm-hmm. Just kind of feel like I'm going back and forth, but same kind of things. Like he's just infuriating to watch talk because yes. I mean he's different. Like Manuel. Genuinely seems to th- believe the things he says. He just says if you eating things. Right. Rob doesn't – he's full of shit. He's just so transparently full of shit. Yes. That no. it's frustrating I agree. to watch.
1: I also had Rob as a dunce because like the stuff he said wasn't making any sense. Mm-mm. And then also the thing that frustrates me about Rob is why are you trying so hard to win this girl back when one you knew that you messed up like – you would have lost her. And then two, why are you trying to win her back when you guys still haven't even discussed the whole child thing again? Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. that situation hasn't been resolved.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't even seem like, okay, you won her back. And like she still is like, okay, so that means I can sit closer to her and she can be like, oh, I don't like you. Yeah. Like, right. yeah, good job, buddy. That's the winning. Like, yeah, fantastic. Get into that relationship.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, what about your life lesson?
0: Uh so um <laughs> it's almost always a mistake to um tell any woman, but especially like women who really go over the top with their makeup that you like their natural look better. <laughs>
1: Oh gosh! I mean, Love is Blind is what immediately came to oh, mind. Oh yes, that's
0: right, that's right. Right yeah. about
1: how he said that, and it's like I don't think that guy's ever going
0: to live that down. No, no, and he was like, because his was, oh man, because the Love is Blind one was just like, I, I, I saw you with too much makeup, yeah, and I stopped being attracted to you.
1: Right, and your like, fake <laughs> lashes.
0: Yeah, like- yeah. Fake eyelashes means I will never be attracted because I saw them on you once. Right. I will never be attracted to you ever. Yeah. That's –
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. My life lesson, uh, it's actually kind of towards Igor. Um, You know, you got to know if your partner is going to be responsive to you making jokes in conflict. (sighs) Because, you know, if Nikki's not and she's very serious, like, Mm -hmm. that's not going to go over well because she's going to think you're not. You know, taking things seriously. Because I know, like, sometimes I'll crack a joke when things are a little intense, but my partner, like, that's fine for us, right? But if your partner's not into that and trying to make things lighthearted and they're a little bit intense when things are serious, you're not going to want to do that because it's just going to piss them off even more.
0: But I also feel like that's very stereotypically Eastern European Mm -hmm. is to have a, like – Very morbid, very deadpan, like sense of humor where Mm -hmm. there's no situation that doesn't get a joke, that can't have a joke. Sure. Right. And so it's definitely a cultural thing for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I I definitely find when I get uncomfortable that I make weird jokes. So, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but if I was with someone that, you know, took things a little bit seriously, I would know like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, I shouldn't be doing that especially if I'm going to get yelled at like Nikki does with Igor. Oh Yo,
0: my god. god, she just no yelled at him that. so much. There and was a lot of yelling. Also goes with the sex like you are I mean unless that's that guy's specific kink like <laughs> screaming at, at a dude is not going to get him hot and bothered for oh, you. Oh gosh.
1: Like, that would be an interesting kink for any dude to have really.
0: I mean, it kind of goes with like a submissive like I kind guess of kink, so. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I could see Nikki, like, playing that role. I don't know. Maybe she is barking up the wrong tree here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, So maybe we'll get out of Moldova one of these days, but not anytime soon. So we'll Go. be back again next week.
0: Yep, sure will. Okay,
1: so until then.
0: Okay. All right, see you later. All right, Bye. Okay.
1: Bye. Bye.